Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Our Father in heaven, as we declared by faith that you are doing something new, Lord, for this is the day of small beginnings. Lord, we believe, we want to be in agreement with your word in Isaiah that says, uh, you are doing something new. Uh, Can we not perceive it? Lord, you're making a way in the desert. Lord, you're restoring the fortunes of your people. And we want to believe that that's what you are doing in this day and hour. And so, Lord, as sons of Issachar who understand the times and know what we ought to do, Father, let us be, uh, let us have our hearts of faith to believe that you will change and uh, restore the fortunes of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we we want to continue uh, teaching you God's word and for reflection and for us uh, to to pray as well. And uh, these next uh, several days, we want to look at uh, what God's word has to say about civil government. As you know, um, our elections, again, are are about to happen in the next several months. And as followers of Christ and as citizens of this land, we want to do our civil responsibility to choose our leaders. But, uh, and, and, you know, uh, it's in the forefront of the news, but more than just simply uh, listening and watching what's happening or even doing our part, uh, we want to equip you with what God's word says so that we can continue to be salt and light in this arena of our national life. And so let me read to you from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 in verses 1 to 6. First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may live a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. The Apostle Paul is uh, writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, uh, as he was tasked to lead the church amidst the problems that were going on in the church. uh, There was contentiousness and false teachings. Uh, If you recall from Acts 19, we know that it was Paul who planted the church uh, in Ephesus and it was a flourishing church. I I would consider it a mega church because of the extent to which uh, the gospel, the word of God was heard, not just in Ephesus, but throughout uh, the region of Asia, as it says in Ephesians, I mean, in um, Acts chapter 19. And, uh, but Paul, the apostle that he was, would leave and he wanted to uh, let other leaders take uh, you know, take charge of the church so that the church can continue to grow. And so here he was instructing his uh, protege, Timothy, on how to lead the church. Here in particular in chapter 2, which we read, uh, he was giving him instructions on how the public gatherings were to be conducted. Uh, you know, we have our own way of doing our church, our public gatherings, and thank God more and more we're having on-site services. But here we see Paul putting a premium on prayer. He says, first of all, if we have public gatherings, prayer should be be made for everybody. So, and we, that's good, isn't it? Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. 
But here he zeroes in on a particular uh, group of people to be prayed for. He says for kings and all those in high positions or in authority. So we see uh, Paul um, uh, emphasizing this group of people. And you wonder, uh, well, not wonder, but think about the context here. Who was the king? Who was the emperor of the Roman Empire at that time? Well, it was Nero, one of the most despotic rulers of all the empire. I guess all of them were that. And not only that, the other leaders were most likely all pagan leaders. Ephesus and in the region of Asia, wherever uh, the work of God was taking place. And he says, prayers must be made for all those in authority, whether they are followers of Christ or not. Now, am I, why am I saying that? Because here, and we're going to find out why uh, Paul would have us pray for them and, um, and uh, you know, lift them up before the Lord. Uh, we, we will we'll find out why, but the point is, what can motivate you or what can motivate you to pray for those who are pagan rulers? Um, you know, even in our own context here in our nation, and I'm not, uh, you know, whether it's in our nation or, or um, other nations as well. And uh, certainly we have leaders who are acknowledge God in their lives. But the point is this, uh, in all likelihood, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't agree or if you don't like your leaders, then probably that won't motivate you to pray, isn't it? Um, and again, if we're honest with ourselves in our conversations, you know, we'd rather complain or we'd rather criticize our leaders uh, given uh, the problems that we're facing. You know, this crisis magnified all of these things economically, medically, politically, all these things that are going on in our land. And so my point, my point in bringing this up is how can we be motivated to pray for them if given a choice, we would rather not pray for them? Well, the, the answer is in verse 5. And this is something that um, I've learned early on in my study of the Word of God, but I feel it's an important emphasis for us so that we can have the right motivation in praying not just for our government leaders, but really for anybody for that matter, um, in obedience to God. And it's verse 5. It says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Now, this is a very uh, strong assertion that Paul is making in, an e in a time when there is polytheism. In other words, uh, polytheistic religions, there are many gods. He says there's only one God. And there's only one mediator between God and man, and that is none other than the God-man, Christ Jesus. And so the implication of this truth is, 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 is very significant for us because if ever we're going to get right with God, we have to go through the mediator, that's Jesus Christ. Now, a mediator uh, is, is, um, is someone who goes between two parties that are opposed to each other, who are hostile to each other, and he bridges the gap, if you will, to bring reconciliation. That's what a mediator is. And so if you think about it, Jesus is, uh, did precisely that because of the, of the great chasm between us and, and God because of our sins. The only way for that gap to be bridged was through someone who is God and who is man at the same time. So Jesus is unique in his mediatorial role. There's nobody else, brothers and sisters, 
who can reconcile us, who can bridge the gap between us and God, except Jesus Christ Himself. And He willingly and did that, isn't it? John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Aren't you glad and grateful that Jesus did that mediatorial work to reconcile us? Actually, another term, another word for mediation, uh, mediator is an intercessor. It's synonymous. And guess what? That's one of the ways that we can pray, to, to intercede on behalf of somebody. And so what is the point? The point is this. The prayers that we do, the prayers that we utter, should come as an extension of the mediatorial work of Christ. Because Jesus is the intercessor. He calls you and me to extend that mediatorial role so that we can pray as well for those who don't know Christ and who are sub apart from Him. That's what prayer and intercession is. And so guess what? That's, um, uh, and let me put it this way. What will motivate me? As I said, because we're an extension of Christ. You know, I've learned this uh, whenever I do prophetic ministry. When I'm praying for people, you know how I, I, how I get a prophetic word from God? I simply ask God this. Holy Spirit, please help me to see this person the way you see that person. And you know what? That makes a world of difference in the way you see people. Let me, be, let me be just candid with you. You may not like the leaders in our land, but let me tell you this. If you ask Jesus, Lord, let me see our leaders the way you see them, let me tell you, it's going to change the way you see them, and you're going to begin praying for our leaders with the heart of God. And it's going to dispel whatever anger and frustration you may have. You know why we should do that? Because that's how the way other people prayed for you and me as well. We, you wouldn't be where you are right now as a father of Christ if somebody did not intercede for you. And so I want to share with you briefly three, three possibilities, if you will, when we pray for those in authority. Number one, it says we can live peaceful and quiet lives in all dignity. It's very clear in verse uh, yeah, pray for those in authority so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified. Do you know that our prayers can work in the hearts of our leaders in such a way that they'll be able to govern, to bring peace and order? And you might wonder, well, you know, do our prayers really work? You know, why do we still have these problems? Well, let's, let's use that as a challenge to continually and even increase our intercession for our leaders in the times that we're living in. And, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. So our prayers can work in the hearts of our leaders so that they can uh, govern to bring peace and order. Number two, our, when, our, when we pray for our leaders, it creates an atmosphere that's conducive for the gospel to spread. He says, you know, this is good and pleases God. It pleases God. Listen, it pleases God when we pray for our leaders. Why? Because He wants all men to be saved, men and women, of course, and come to a knowledge of the truth. Do you realize, brothers and sisters, that our prayers can work in such a way that it makes it conducive for the gospel to spread? And He says He wants all men to be saved. My question is this, have you prayed for the salvation of your leaders? If not, then... This is as good as any time to pray for the salvation 
of all people, and in particular, our government leaders. And finally, number three, uh, when we pray, these are the possibilities. They, we can live peaceful and quiet lives. It can create an atmosphere for, for uh, the gospel to spread. Uh, now, again, having said that, I'm not saying we just tolerate uh, abuse or we tolerate unrighteousness. No, there is a place of accountability. But that's, that's another, uh, that's part of the prayers, perhaps, that we can pray. That we can pray, Lord, let there be accountability in our leaders. Let the abuses be uh, addressed. That's part of praying. And finally, number three, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth. You know, truth in the Greek uh, is synonymous with reality in Greek culture. And the same Greek word uh, is used for John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when we're praying for truth for people, we're praying against fake news, if you will, we're praying that truth would prevail, reality would pre prevail uh, in, 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 in the land. And ultimately that, that they would come to know Christ and Him as the personification of all truth through His word. I believe that's something worth praying for, for our leaders, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth, that they would understand the word of God and govern according to the word of God. In fact, one of the things that I continually pray for our government leaders is for the fear of the Lord. You know why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I could go on, but I, I want to just leave you with that because my hope is that not only will this be something you listen to, it's that you'll find useful, but it's something you can apply from now on at least, you know, not just in the elections, but even after the elections, because after the elections, the leaders are chosen, then we're going to have to continue to pray because if we want the gospel to spread in the land. And so let me just pray for you as we uh, finish our time of reflection. Lord, thank you for the understanding you're giving us concerning what your word says about how we are to relate with the civil authorities in our land. Lord, we, we acknowledge, Father, that we are called to be an extension of your mediatorial work. And Father, we confess that there are Leaders sometimes are not easy to pray for, but yet you command us because we are an extension of your heart to see all people coming to the saving knowledge of Christ. We are an extension of your desire that truth and reality and righteousness would prevail. And so, Father, let our prayers be such that it will be in accordance with your word. Lord, not, not just to, 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 to tolerate things, but to see your kingdom come and your righteousness come in our land. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. He's never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. My heart and my soul confess, God is my confidence. He's never failed me He's never failed me yet, no, He's never failed me yet, He is faithful, my heart and my soul confess, God is my confidence, He's never failed me yet.
He's never failed as yet Our hearts, our souls confess God is our confidence He's never failed as yet This is the day of new beginnings The old is passing Change is coming by your spirit It's a new season of revealing your May the joy of the Lord be your strength today. Let us go out and bear fruit for the kingdom of God. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.